Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing today? Uh, it's time for a podcast. As you know, as usual, I have a special guest this week. You, you know. do not have a special guest, you fat ass. I mean, fuck well, you. you haven't been on in like four fucking weeks. Um, You're basically a special guest. You're kind of a special guest, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Some of us actually show up to this, Josh. Well, you know, um, I had to go and do a lot of travels, okay, yeah. and, and and grow the grow the business and make it stronger. You had to go find a lot of corners, and I and I did that. Right. I uh, one stripper at a time, right? Um. I actually did not spend one dollar on a stripper when I was in Vegas. To be oh, honest, no. like no, no lies. I'm proud of you. Yep, I was at a strip club for like three hours and did not pull one dollar out of my pocket. Nice. <laughs> Glad to see you support the local economy of Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did. I did that at the tables. So. Ah, okay. Did it uh, hit up the casinos a little bit? I did. I stayed at Aria and I wasn't. Uh, I was the hotel. It was, the rooms looked great from uh, you yeah, and Stephen's photos. Yeah, the room is uh, the room's great there. I got I had comps, so um, because I'm a war hero on paper, I had my my military status, so they put that on my card, and so then I get comps every x amount of months, I think, and so I use those. That's dope. Yeah, and uh, so that was cool, and uh, I ended up paying for the trip by playing blackjack. Nice. Yeah, I was like, wait a blackjack? Yeah, I like fucking bankrupted uh, Vegas. Heck yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to ask how you did the craps table, but apparently didn't you didn't. Even, I didn't apparently you didn't have enough time to be there. You were just raking in all the money. I didn't. Like every time. I, I bet they had the cameras on you. Nah. They had, nah. The, they had the men in black suits standing behind you? No, I think the most I won playing blackjack was like 500 bucks. But you could okay. only. You could only play $25 hands, right? Oh. So every single hand was 25 And I was like. God damn it, that's too rich for my blood. Like, I want to play, like, single-deck $5 blackjack hands, you know? So, basically, I was playing, like, you know, five hands, you know, mm-hmm. essentially for me because I don't like to gamble that much. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just ended up winning, and it, it paid for the trip, and so I was a happy man. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we did get to go to some restaurants. Um and have some delicious food, but like we went to the buffet. I, th- I think I went to the buffet in Aria like three times. My friend Ian keeps trying to get me to go to uh, what's the casino in Detroit? The big one. Uh, um, MGM. MGM. So. Yeah, M- downtown Detroit. Um, MGM is their buffet is. It's like twenty three dollars. You said it's got like all you can eat crab. Yeah, it's outstanding. Like that's what I did. I have. I should have pulled up some pictures for uh, for those of you not on on SoundCloud listening, but I should have pulled up some pictures uh, for our Twitch viewers and YouTube viewers. Uh, show you guys the uh, the crab and it was a whole plate of crab. Oh, did you take pictures of it? Yeah, with two slices of pizza on top. Oh, <laughs> it was, sounds great. Yeah, it's a fat man's wet dream. So, um, but yeah, it the the buffet I just couldn't stop going because like <laughs> it has everything you need. You know, like what? what pizza do you and need? crab. What more do you need, Josh? Yeah, pizza, crab, and then you can even like, you could get curry if you want, like curry chicken if you want to. I love curry. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty wild. It was cool, but um, yeah, the trip like Vegas went great. Uh, the week before that, you know, I haven't been on in what? This is two weeks, right? Or is this three? No, weeks? this is three weeks. Woof. Because yeah. you missed the one. You were in Chicago. Yep. You were in Vegas, and then you were in Vegas. Okay. Or you were in Chicago again, basically. Yes. Or, no, you were in Vegas on Monday, right? Yeah, I was in Vegas. You were in Vegas on Monday, yeah. Yeah, so 
Vegas was just, I was there for six days. I wanted to take, because the GP was uh, modern and um, limited. And limited, yeah. And so I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to take a couple days after the GP to decompress and like go out and spend some time and like I usually I don't do that for myself and so now that you know like <clears throat> I'm a little more established I guess you would say like I can I can actually like afford to stay a couple extra days like before when I was just grinding and hustling pennies on the floor um, I couldn't really I couldn't stay those couple extra days but then I ended up playing blackjack and just paying for my weekend so yeah like worked yeah, out perfect perfect i mean it probably won't happen like that again did, did uh did you pour one out on monday for uh, uh for your boy faithless looting <laughs> so yeah so i i actually i missed i missed the uh the boat on that and i have a great story for you guys it's not really that great it's a sad <laughs> it's a sad story yeah a little pat on the back um i picked up a play set um, of um, Stoneforge Mystics, and all four of them were foil. Were and they OG pack foils, or were they yeah, they were OG pack okay. foils. And you know, I, I picked them up in in a trade. I did. I traded out three pieces of power to uh, to one gentleman for basically most of his collection that he had left over. Um, he kept all of his decks and all that stuff, so he still had a lot of stuff. Uh, super nice guy, and. Um, he just wanted to off like his modern stuff and his, his you know what he had left of legacy and you know some of his standard stuff and so he just turned it all into power. Well, he had four uh, foil Stoneforge Mystics and so I picked them up and I'm like, man, they get, there's an unbanning coming and I was like, God, these would be great to have you know just in case they unban it and you know I wasn't really thinking about the extra value I would get out of it from the unban, but just to have them because people will need them because. They'll be hot. Yeah, I mean, even like, <clears throat> I we like when there's an unban, a lot of times Stoneforge Mystic in the past year, two years, they dry up in our area, like in Michigan, they just dry up because everybody was waiting for the moment to be like, okay, Stoneforge is unbanned. I talk to a lot of people that are like, okay, I bought my copies, the unban's coming next month. Like, hopefully they do it this time. And so, like, I just wanted to bring them home and you know. Um, get them to somebody but I thought to myself like god they just they won't unban that thing and I was like fuck it I'm just gonna off them <laughs> you know I'm gonna off them to somebody here and um, and I did and that was on Saturday I moved them so I moved them at I don't who knows what I moved them at I probably picked them up at 50s and moved them at like 60s or something like that or you know what I'm saying like it, there wasn't much of a bump on there mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and Monday morning rolls around and I'm like Stoneforge unbanned and I didn't even think about the trade until like later in the afternoon the guy messaged me and he was like hey looks like you made a killing on my Stoneforge mystics and I'm like actually I didn't Bob I um I offed him that day so fuck me we both <laughs> yeah. lost you know so yeah we, uh, we both rolled snake guys on this one yeah so we we both <clears throat> we both didn't win but somebody else won and uh, that would be uh, Connor Salinas. Wait, let me make sure I got his name right. I think that's his last name. Connor, is that, that your last name? I did. I traded him to Connor over at um, at Good Games, which I dealt with them in Vegas. I dealt with them all weekend. And by them, I mean him. Mm -hmm. um, they're an Australian um, outfit. And Crikey. Yeah, they have. They actually have like three Australian guys like in the booth. 
So uh, Connor always... Do they actually have the accent? Yeah, they do. Oh, that's, that's great. Uh, yeah, Connor's last name is Salinas. Yeah, okay. Um, I had it right. Yeah, so um, over at Good Games, I deal I deal with Connor all the time. He's great, you know. Um, he always hooks it up and and uh, let you know gets me what I need. So if you guys are ever in the market and you're at a GP, um, I'd highly recommend you guys go see that guy because... Um, I mean, I bring other other people that have businesses, you know, online businesses just like myself, uh, over to see him um, because, you know, they they have the best prices and the best trade in value. So check them out. Mom's Basement Games approved. <laughs> yep, the thumbs up. So thank you, Connor. I appreciate you. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, you know, the Chicago was great. I I went and dealt with pastimes like usual. Um, you know, I gave them a lot of good cards, and I gave them a lot of bad cards. And they took it all. The highs and the lows, you yeah. know? Yeah, you know, I, they, they took everything from my quarters to my to my $100 bills. So I um, always love doing business with those guys. And I actually got to spend the night um, in Chicago, and we were trying to go out to, to see the Bean, get a picture with the Bean, but we didn't, we didn't get a chance. We were so damn. goddamn tired, um, you know, getting prepped. Cause like, did I you just get? Did you stay at your uh, sister's house? Yep, I stayed at my sister-in-law's house. She, uh, she lets us come and stay with her every time we go to Chicago, so that's great. Um, and got to see her and her her little corgi. She's got a corgi puppy. Dude, corgis are the best. I hate I, I hate the corgi puppies. All right, you're you're canceled. <laughs> I'm bringing Steve back on. Listen, they are cute as hell because they don't have tails. So just like the little, there's like this little nub inside of where their butts at. And it just goes. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, no, they're cute. And then, um, but hers is just a monster. Oh, really? Yeah, an absolute monster. It's so mean. I don't know. I've never met a mean corgi. I know. Life, that's so. I know. That's what I'm like. I don't. So we should have. If I'd have known you, we were going to be talking about corgis, I could have had the picture of Aaron with the corgi up. Oh yeah. I've never seen that boy be so happy. <laughs> I mean, corgis are they're super cute. They're but great. yeah, my sister in law, she's got a rough one. So Ooh. we'll see. Yeah, so uh, what have you been up to since I've been gone, like weekend wise? I ha- honestly haven't I haven't talked to you too much. I've yeah, been, no, I've been I've, hustling. Yeah, I've sent you pictures every now and again. You uh, have? I've just been grinding through bulk here on the weekdays, but uh, on the weekends, honestly, not a whole lot for me. Uh, I had uh, I saw not, you went to that not that last weekend, convention. but a weekend two weekends ago. Yeah, I went to the LCS uh, third place game and the finals with. A big group of friends, uh, Brian Carey, who I actually had on the podcast last week. Yes, thank you, Brian, for uh, coming on. Some of his like family members and his girlfriend's family, mm-hmm. uh, and then like there were like five of us, our other friends, including like Caleb went with us, uh, who's another employee of ours. Yeah. Gavin went with us. That's awesome. Uh, it was it was the most fun I've ever had, and it was really funny because like as a Magic player that like goes to a lot of events, you kind of get used to seeing nerds out in public. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, me and my friends, we always have the motto, follow the backpacks and you'll know where to go. Yeah. Uh, that is true. But I forget, like, nerds out in public, like, that isn't the norm. So, like, a lot of my friends were just like, I can't believe there's so many, like, nerds and, like, people who just share this hobby with us out here. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's actually really cool to think about yeah. things like that. I think I think the nerd community, just not even just Magic the Gathering, but just, like, all the fandom that's going on with all... because. Um, the, the the cons are growing. I know two years ago, um, 
I had to buy a pass from somebody um, because the con was sold out in uh, Gen Con. Gen Con. The movie was sold out. Um, but that's because Magic was there. For, they were doing their 25th uh, anniversary. Yeah. So, um, But it, it they, they sold out again this year. I think maybe they didn't sell out on Sunday tickets or something like that. But Thursday through Saturday they sold out. So um, these cons are growing, and it's becoming – all this nerd stuff's becoming, becoming like more mainstream, and I think that um, you're just going to see more and more people um, getting into gaming. It's because, really cool. Yeah. It is. It's very cool. You're, you know, we're not the uh, we're not the one percent anymore. We're yeah. not the you know, made fun of and kicked on the playground. Yeah, that's for... right. Yep. And I mean, at, even when I talk to people like about the business and like they ask me, oh, what do you do for a living? And I tell them, I'm like, I sell collectibles online. And they're like, okay, what kind of collectibles? And because like they want, they ask because they actually want to know because they are gamers. Yeah, they're interested. Know? Yeah, so it's pretty cool. But yeah, then. Uh... <clears throat> that was two weekends ago. This weekend was kind of more of a chill weekend for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday, I, I went to Pando, and uh, they had, like, a mock judge tournament where... Yeah, you told me about that this morning. Yeah, it was, it was really cool, actually, just to, like... Because some of the things you that they do, you don't really think about. Like, you know, oh, uh, what would happen if someone played Faithless Looting in their deck because they didn't know? But then they also accidentally slid a fifth copy of Faithless Looting in because it was 61 cards, but they only wrote four on their deck list. Sure. Uh, and things like that. Uh, what happens if someone comes into an event drunk, for example? Mm, that's been me. Yeah. I've done that before. But you weren't the rowdy drunk, I assume. Uh, no, I've never I've never gotten kicked out of a tournament ever for being too drunk. I'm like a really nice drunk, so... Mm-hmm. And I don't really like playing... I don't like playing games when I'm drunk. Yeah. Unless it's like at home with the family. I don't like... Because I look at magic competitively, so if I drink, it's usually not. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I don't want to like I don't want to do something that I want to win at and be competitive at and be sloppy at the same time. It just doesn't feel. I made the mistake of going to a classic hungover, and I realized I'm never doing that again. No, yeah, it's so awful. And uh, the worst part was I was playing Legacy. Mm. I like didn't think about it when we were like drinking and partying the night before, and then I woke up and I'm just like, man, I really wish I didn't pay for this classic the night before. but yeah like it uh it's really interesting because it's some of those things where like you don't think like oh well why is there like a rule for that like who would actually do that but then you're like people have people had to have actually done it for them to like be practicing and like wanting to know the i've seen a lot of guys get belligerent drunk when they're playing magic like even fnms and stuff i've seen people come in there and, and drink too much but you know it happens like some people just can't hold their alcohol but it's uh yeah, it's it, that's definitely something you have to think about as a as a judge. That's like one of the things that you don't think about as a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, and then, that's cool. So yesterday, uh, yesterday I just kind of went out for dinner with my family for the holiday. Yeah, uh, we ended up going to Texas Roadhouse. Ooh, baby! Oh yeah, he's got me, me some, some steak smothered, and ribs, some smothered chicken from there, man. That's yeah, just, that's pretty good. The rolls. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, I went and um, I. I this past weekend, uh, I went from so I went from Chicago uh, to Las Vegas, flew in from uh, back into Chicago, drove home, did two buys, and then got in the car six hours later and drove to Tennessee to hang out with my family. This just weekend. been all over the place. Yeah, so Tennessee, but you had significantly better food than I have this whole time too. I, yeah, <laughs> we went to some po dunk ass uh, steak place. It was called Cowboy Steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't even know what part of Tennessee, but my my family lives in Linden, so it was near Linden, Tennessee. 
And um, I think I paid, it was like steak and shrimp and it was like $35. And my aunt was like, she's like, well, y'all, it's going to be expensive here. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, I just left Vegas. Like, yeah. There's, I paid 30, I paid $32 for two enchiladas in Vegas. Yeah. And drinks were like $12 just minimum to start. I got a martini with those enchiladas and it was $18 for a martini. Jesus. So when my aunt's like, y'all better buckle down, it's going to be, it's going to be expensive here. And I'm just like, not even close. No. (laughs) Nah, fam. (laughs) For real, nah, fam. But, um, but yeah, they, they had some excellent steak there. Um, I got a porterhouse. I never get. I never stray away from filet, but I got a porterhouse this time, and man, uh, Western Tennessee meats, yeah, nailed it. My, I, I like tell people this all the time, and they don't believe me. The best steak I've ever had, no joke, I warmed up in a microwave. Yeah, I because my it. parents brought it from. Uh, it was one of the like last few like actual open pit barbecues in Texas. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and they, they brought, brought like yeah. They brought it back uh, in the RV. Yeah. It was like a steak, a ba- some baked beans, a baked potato. Yep. It was literally the best steak I've yeah. ever had in my life. Yeah, they just, they know how to cook down there, man. Like, either, you know, out out west they know how to cook, and then down south they know how to cook. So, um, yeah, I was really happy. And so I got I got to see my grandma. Um, that was cool. I got to see my aunts. We went and floated the river. Um, I'll have to bring some pictures up. Uh, Did you get next white week. girl wasted in the river again? I, I actually didn't, man. No? I just no. I I just been like kind of chilling, chilling on the booze lately, just hanging out. So I mean, usually, you know, I'm getting dropped on my head doing doing <laughs> keg stands, stands and shit. But like not the last couple of weeks, you know, even going to Vegas and going to see family, I just kind of like relaxed. Oh, and I, I got a little tipsy. We went to a gay bar um, in Nashville. We we went and stayed in Nashville for the night. Uh, Sunday night, uh, we went to a couple honky tonk bars and uh, bought my daughter a uh, uh, a pink cowgirl hat, not Ooh. a cowboy hat. Cowgirl. Hat. It's a cowgirl hat. All right. So get with the times. And then I went to a gay bar. Man, look at me. You were having the weekend. I was. I was so just up with the times this weekend. It's and uh, and then we went after we went to um, the bar. It was called Play. We went and saw. Um, we went and saw a drag show, right next door. They had a, they started a drag show at midnight, and there was some funny ass Dude, shit going. Drag on. shows are hilarious. Yeah, there was this this huge, super huge fat guy. He was like four. He was like four bills, and he came on stage. But uh, there was a wanted. There was like um, on the back of the wall of the uh, the walk, the walkway. What do they what do they call that? The runway. Runway. Um, on the back of the wall, there was a wanted picture. And it had Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is that? Why Why is that on the wall? And it just says wanted, and then it said, like, reward X amount of dollars. And so this monstrosity of a man, and this guy was like, ugh, he had to be, like, over six feet. He's probably six foot five, 400 and something pounds. He comes out in this pink dress, and he's got ears on, and he's dressed up as Miss Piggy. And he starts walking down the runway. He's dancing. He's getting after it. He he goes to sashay and turn around and walk back. And there, Kermit the Frog is taped to his ass. <laughs> Just a Kermit doll. And I was like, holy shit, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's great. Yeah, so 
I mean, I, I you know, I go into drag <clears throat> shows like, eh, I'm not a super big fan, but I like to go because a lot of times it's entertaining, but that was the best drag show I've been to. So. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's good times. But yeah. Uh, That's good. All right, I think we're I think we're caught up with our lives. Yeah, so shit. How about we get into our podcast? Twenty three minutes. Twenty three minutes later. <laughs> shit, you guys gotta listen to me for twenty three minutes, huh? Uh, Goddamn. All right, hey, let's they, talk about magic. They've missed your beautiful voice. I I know I, I have. So I oh. <laughs> All right. So uh, as usual, we like to start off with our fun fact of the week, and this week it's that there are only five instants in Magic: The Gathering that cost zero mana, and each of them happen to be a pact. So, you know, they're technically zero. Summoner's Pact, Intervention Pact, uh, Pact and Negation, which is the basically those that Summoner's Pact and Pact and Negation are the two real playable ones. Yeah, Slaughter's pretty playable. Slaughter's playable. Uh, I used to play it all the time when Modern first started. Mm-hmm. I think well, it's you, a really good You didn't have commander. as good a removal back then. No, yeah, I think it's a good commander card. And the, I'd have to say, worst of all of them is Pact of Titan. I think Intervention Pact is worse. Yeah, but you can combo with Intervention Pact. You can combo with Pact of the Titan. You can? Pact of the Titan, Pact of the Titan, Pact of the Titan, Pact of the Titan, uh, Goblin Bushwhacker. That's a combo? <laughs> yeah, two Spirit Guides. Oh. It's 20 damage. Okay. All right. You ain't wrong. I remember hearing someone talk about that, and I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. You need, what, that's all seven, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Four packs. The Bushwhacker and two Spirit Guides. And then a land and a Spirit Guide or two Spirit Guides, but yeah. Oh, so you have to be on the draw. Oh, well, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, one one or gotcha. the other. Gotcha, gotcha. It's seven cards. That's cool. I like that fun fact. I never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. We could do, uh, for a fun fact, we could do, um, what are those called? The little, the zero drop, the Cheerios. The Cheerios creatures. We could do that for a fun fact one week. I wonder how many of those there are. Yeah. Me too. Maybe someday but, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll check it out. You know, all right, so uh, where you now, could... now let, uh, let me do this. I'm back. All right. So now you know where you could get your packs? You could get them at mom's... Um... Mom's Vision Games. <laughs> <at> <laughs> no, no, let me do it. You get... <laughs> you, well, I don't know. So let's look up one of the packs. This right, is my favorite uh, game now. Summoner's the most likely one for us to have, right? <sighs> I don't know. There it is right there, three down. So we'll look and see if we got Summoner's packed. What do you think? Oh, we have one. Boom, we did it. Man, we're not we're not whiffing on these uh these lookups lately, man. We've got some stuff in stock. That's what I like to see. I just oh. my brother just came and picked up like four um pact negations from me today. So I know oh, we're gonna we have, have none in stock, stock right now yeah, though. Yeah, we will we will after uh, tonight probably. Slaughter. We've gotta have a foil slaughter pact. Dude, we better. I feel like I feel like I just bought one of those. <laughs> I'll be upset if we don't. What is this? Oh, no, we have two slaughter packs, but not lightly. Oh, look at that. I see. I, I remember. Uh, Pact of the Titan. I guarantee you we have Pact of the Titan in stock. Uh, I don't even know if it's a pick. <laughs> it is. Well, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's above a dollar. It's above a dollar. It's it's gotta be. It's like a dollar something. Uh, we'll find out, right? Yeah. Dollar forty five. We have one in stock. Nailed it. Moderately played. Awesome. Only the best. And then intervention. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know there was a spelling bee today. <laughs> 
I didn't know you were going to look all packs up right now. I didn't know I was going to either, but you wanted to play the game. I mean, I just, you know, one one was fine. Nope, nope. We we go all in at momsbasementgames.tcgplayerpro.com. <laughs> oh, so we do have intervention If you packs. can spend 20 minutes talking about your life, I can spend five minutes looking up packs. We do. We have, we have one. one. So if you ever need a commander deck, we got all five packs. Yeah. For your hive mind five color commander deck. That's right. Nailed it. Great. And uh, you can buy all those at momsbasementgames.tcgplayerpro.com. Oh, yeah. Slash catalog, slash magic, <laughs> slash future site, slash intervention pact. Intervention da- uh, dash pact. Dash pact. Yeah. All right. Cool. That, so, I think that's uh, enough of us goofing around, yeah, right? We should yeah. get into actual subjects. Yeah. Let us uh, let us know what happened this past weekend with yeah. Star City So this games. past weekend was a it was a yeehaw. Dallas, it? Texas. Dallas, Texas. And you were yeehawing in Tennessee, too. I was, man, so... I wasn't yeehawing. I was in Michigan. Yeah, you weren't doing nothing. You might yeehaw a little bit in Michigan. Yeah, sometimes. But you know what was yeehawing? Four-color Wurza. Four-color Wurza, man. I'm telling you, that is the deck. I keep I, telling people... They were like, well, what's going to happen after the Hogak ban? You I can, think this is you can the You deck. can scroll back and, you know, go back through our YouTube videos and listen to me go... I think Urza is going to be the best, the top in yeah. the top five. You and I, decks. you and I both talked about that. Yeah. I think. I mean, we're going to have to keep saying this every week. This deck is just nuts, man. Yeah. Like it's just it's a super fast. Like it's it's turned into a combo deck basically. It's combo prison. Yeah, it's combo prison. Like that's not even that's basically you're getting to play Legacy right at that point. Kind of. You know. You uh, you're definitely very fast, which. Is something that you don't you know you don't see a lot of in modern anymore. Yeah, you know this is not fairly consistent, but with a mox opal, it can be a turn three kill. Yeah, I've seen a lot of turn three kills with this deck. Mm-hmm. Just playing against it, which uh, you know might say something about the strength of mox opal, but we'll yeah, see. I think mox opal is going to stick around for a long time. Uh, I don't. I, I hope don't... so. I don't see them banning that card. I, I really don't see them banning anything in the future. I mean, I yeah. feel like, I feel like Simeon Spirit Guide, Mox Opal, um, those were the cards that really, uh, you know, give you that fast mana um, and allow you to kind of cheat the game a little bit. But they're pretty under control right now for the most part. I think we'll, I think Wizards will keep an eye on them, just like right along yeah. with Ancient Stirrings. Yeah, I think those strings. are the three cards that. Yeah, I think those are the three. Top if I were wizards, cards. would probably. You it just know. it it depends. Like how how much do you want to slow down modern? Well, yeah, exactly. You know, do you want to slow it to a halt, or do you just want to keep it like? Do you want to keep it fair but fast? Um, and I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're still trying to keep it fast, um, but I think they're trying to keep it fair and diverse, yeah. and that's the hard part. And, like, the, that's why, like, a lot of people call for Mox Opal bans a lot of the time. I think Mox Opal's fine. It's I fine. I am more concerned about, see, like, Simeon Spirit Guide just as a card in general than I am Mox Opal. Because mm-hmm. Mox Opal needs a lot more build around, in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, your Mox Opal decks typically can't kill faster than turn two. And on turn two, you can play a Stony Silence. Yeah. So, that's kind of always been my thought. I've always... I've been a big, like, adversary recently because once we've seen these new BNRs, a lot of people were like, oh, what's going to happen? I'm like, I think Modern is going to be in a very good spot because, in my opinion, when two of your best aggro decks are Affinity and Burn, that is a sign of a healthy Modern. Um, Yeah, I've heard people say that, too. Um, I mean, me being a Burn player, I'd have to say that 
burn is not people i think people are going to give burn a little bit more credit than what it has right now the uh, lotus box guys actually played burn at dallas yeah and no burns burns great i just don't think it's actually in the top five decks right now interesting i don't i think it's right outside there it might be I'm, i don't i, I haven't know, put a ton of thought no, into it it's no merfolk you know, it's not down there in the toilet or anything, Terrence Vincent. Oh, I thought you were going to say oh. Merfolk was in the top five. No, it's no toilet deck like Merfolk. Oh. Terrence <clears throat> Vincent. <clears throat> um, I hope he's our one viewer. <laughs> Let's find out. But it is, uh, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Burn is always going to stay steady. And it's going to continue to put up uh, very consistent numbers. And I'm excited to sleeve back Gonti's machinations. That's what I'm yeah. very excited to sleeve. I'm back uh, I'm actually excited to give Gonti's a try. Yeah. Although I I still want to give Prowess a try again. I don't think that deck's dead like people think it is. Yeah. We've seen we've seen some copies splattered throughout this event, and I think. Yeah. Speaking of burn, Dylan Donigan took second with it. Hey, good job, Dylan. Pretty pretty traditional red white. Yeah, burn, it's it is very very traditional right now. Notably, what's interesting to me one. He's on five of the card draw lands. Yes, I saw that. So he expects the meta to be slower, not a lot of aggro decks. Yep. And he's on skewer instead of Skullcrack main, which means he doesn't think Stoneforge is actually as big of a problem as people think it will be. Well, you have to remember, too, that with a lot of these Stoneforge decks, like, um, and this is, this is just actually me playing, this is me talking with um, some... I don't know. I'd have to say I, I play a lot of Legacy, so I can actually talk intelligently about it. Um, and I play Burn and Legacy, and I play against Stoneforge Mystic all the time. When you don't have access to um, Days, mm-hmm. um, the card's just not as strong. Now, Spell Pierce is really strong. Flusterstorm is really strong. We do have Flusterstorm in Modern. But Flusterstorm isn't that good in modern. Though. It's That's really the not. Thing to think it, about. I think it. I think it actually is. I think it can get better with this. The way the meta is going to start shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think Spell Pierce is more the way to go in modern, just because there's more Planeswalkers than in Legacy. Yeah, yeah. You're going to see. Uh, I think you're going to see a Spell Pierce uptick, uh, pretty hard here in, in a lot of lists. I mean, I played three in my blue white stone forge list, and it felt great. Yeah, um, but. You know, for the most part, you can get rid of Stoneforge Mystic mm-hmm. a lot of times. I know, like, Burn has Lava Spike, um, and they also have uh, Boros Charm, and that's that's eight cards right there, along with your creatures that aren't going to deal with that. But, I mean... You but you have, have yeah, you have, you have a lot of other Blaze, stuff. Skewer, um, which they're probably not blocking with their Stoneforge Mystic. Um, yeah, they're probably most likely not going to block with so, it. So it turns skewer on. You'll pretty. get Goblin Guide or Swift Spear or Eidolon yeah. in probably. Yeah, and then you have access to, um, the reason why the deck, why Burn has gotten so much better is because you have, um, you have Path to Exile. Um, and that's another outlet for you to get rid of Stoneforge Mystic at one mana. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially another bolt. Also, Smash is really good against Stoneforge. Um, now that's another thing too that like a lot of people I think they're they're kind of overdoing I think a little bit like I've seen I've seen four smashes in the sideboard. Um, to be honest, why wouldn't you just use why wouldn't you just play more deflecting palms if you think you're gonna see um, more batter skulls? I mean, you just get to end the game there. I I, th- I would rather destroy the batter skull personally. I mean, I just don't think there needs to be four copies. I think two to three copies is fine. But I'd also like to see like 
a three-three split with deflecting palm. That's my opinion. I've Might never liked everybody's... more than three deflecting palm personally. Yeah, no, but... I think de- I think three deflecting palm is is right right now, is proper. That's... So do you think white's the right color to flame burn? Um, yeah, I mean it's it's all four ofs. It's all very consistent, but you know you lose with this with the sun bakes. And the um, playing all these these draw lands that doesn't give you access to a third color in green, mm-hmm. and so you can't play D Rev. Um, and I think with Burn getting all this hype, I think you're gonna start seeing an uptick in ley lines. And I mean, if you don't draw your creatures, if you don't draw your Swift Spears or your Goblin Guides or your Eidolons, you die to a ley line. Yeah. So um, I'd rather see people playing um, that splash of green. And maybe going down on the uh, the sun bakes. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. You know, I don't know if it's right. So before we go, I got one more thing to talk about with this list. Okay. Because I noticed it and it's crazy. Four core firewalker in the sideboard. That's actually not that crazy if you expect to see a lot of burn. I I don't know. I I was never impressed with this card in burn. No, I, I actually never played it. I just I, played. You know what I did? I played more Path to Exile. Because, I played more Searing Bloods. Because what I did was. I would just path their core firewalker. Like you can have your you can have your extra land, um, but I'm gonna win the game. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to I don't need to fetch shock down to, you know, fourteen or, or twelve or whatever I had to fetch shock down to by the time I got my <coughs> core firewalker on. Exactly. And then you're gonna skull crack me and then, you know, blast me for the rest. I would almost rather see this be Dragon's Claws. It's Dragon's Claws. Because I don't think they'd bring in their artifact hate in the mirror. You will not bring in your artifact hate in the mirror unless you know that they're on Dragon's Claw. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, to be honest, I think that's a lot, um, it's a lot better plan because then, yes, you don't have to fetch shock and get double white, you know. Um, Now that you have Sunbaked Canyons, you might not have to do that as much. Um, This list, you don't have to do that at all. You know, you've just got the four sun, oh yeah, you do. There's two Sacred Foundries on there. And you got your four and you got advantage. your four inspiring vantage. So you know you may be able to play him efficiently, but it's not always going to be the case. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm pretty happy about Burn being up there. Ross uh, Miriam on Titan Shift was an interesting uh, thing that happened as well. Okay. Why is uh, that interesting? Just because it's not really a deck that like it's not something like he's norm- traditionally known for playing. Okay. But uh, he does pl- like he does play pretty much everything. Like, uh, he's normally known for more playing more like graveyard decks. Sure. But uh, a lot of people are talking, and I also agree. I think Titan, like, everyone, nobody ever, like, thinks about this deck. But before Hogak, like, almost every event had a copy in the top eight. Of Titan Shift? Yeah. Like, this deck was sleep, was, like, sleeper best deck in modern, in my opinion. I think the deck is definitely in that top ten list. Oh, yeah. It's really powerful. Uh, like it has access. It doesn't get affected by damping sphere as a big mana deck. You get to play Summoner's Pact, which is great in a card we talked about today. So, kind of ties into everything. Mm-hmm. And you just you don't go super above, but you kill a lot faster than the other big mana decks. Okay. Primeval Titan is a busted magic card. Yes, he is very very absurd. So. Yeah, that that uh, that's something interesting to point out. Moving on through the top eight, you know, Grixis Shadows back. Uh, not to, at least me, not a surprise. 
you know, the thing that was really holding this deck back was it has a horrendous graveyard deck matchup. So, I'm not surprised to see this deck popping back up. People really like its play style also. What episode is this? 14. Okay, so at episode 14, we finally almost, I think by episode 15, we won't have to talk about Hogak that much anymore. Isn't that awesome? It took us like 15 episodes. I mean, we're not talking, we don't really have to talk about it this episode. Well. It's gone. We got to talk. Yeah, we got to talk about talk the, the BNR. Shift. Yeah, we sure. have to talk about the meta shift. Yeah. And, and what. Um, what the end result was to say, oh, okay, these decks are start now. These are the decks that are going to start to rise up, mm-hmm. and then we can have an established meta. And so these are the, this is like the first real week. Yeah. And so now we can kind of gauge like, okay, this is where we think everything's going. Here's uh here's the burn list from uh Zan Syed, which is the Lotus Box burn list. Uh, as you see, pretty pretty stock main deck, but. Moving on to the sideboards where it gets really interesting. Four core firewalker yeah, and two seasoned pyromancer. I almost actually played uh, a seasoned pyromancer in um, my Boreos Vengeance deck a few weeks ago because I needed a slot. Um, and I think it's kind of a when you get into a grindy matchup, this card is the value on this card is insane. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can kind of get yourself back in the game with this card. Um, Do you think it's good for burn though? Um. I think I think it's fine. Um, I think this is kind of a next level type of card. I I couldn't speak intelligently on it because number one, I haven't played the card, and number two, I'm not that good at burn. Um, but I think that um, just by my thoughts of what I just said was, I think it's a very it's a card that you can get extra value from. Uh, that's something that burn has always had a problem with, and that's why we have the Sunbait Canyons now. Mm-hmm. Um, because we need that extra card draw, and that's what this does for you. Along with, you can even put some bodies on the board if you can get up to five lands. Interesting. So. That'll it'll be interesting tech to see if it continues. Yeah, it could. Uh, Rectos Prison also making the top eight. This is uh, your brother played this deck a little bit. I played it on he stream. Did. Yep. I wasn't a huge fan yeah, of it when you, I tried it. You didn't like this deck. I felt real bad to me, but you know. It's modern. Anything can anything, anything can yes. up eight at any time. Yeah, especially SCGs. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, sometimes just playing a Blood Moon will win you games. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then rounding out the top eight, we have Tron, which I'm really happy to see people are going back to the Great Creators main. I think that's a very good call because I expect a lot of artifact decks in the meta. Uh, the Thrag Tusks in the main are really interesting. Uh, probably a meta call to expecting a lot of burn, especially I know. Uh, I know Dallas, Texas is known for having like a lot of burn players there. Okay. So, I mean, you got to remember that card is just really good in a mid-range game too. Yeah. Like he's the he's the card that, you know, basically established mid-range just a few years ago. Mhm. You know? Yeah, I, I have two in my sideboard still because I yeah. think the card's great in the deck. But. Yeah. And I mean, I think you can slot him right into the main whenever you feel like there's going to be a real um, you know, when you got to outvalue people. I could see that. Because it's a huge swing in any game when he resolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, uh, I have like, an extra Worm Coil, and then I have an All is Dust in my main. Yeah, instead of the two Thragtusks main. Yeah. yeah. But I could I could very well see. Thragtusk does come down a little earlier when people are messing with your lands. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So moving down, we have, like, Orzolve Smallpox, Ooh, Azorius Control. Yeah, uh, four Stone Forges, too. This is the first Stoneforge deck to uh, to uh, hit the top, yeah, top sixteen. So there was no Stoneforge Stone in, in the top, top eight. eight. Yep. 
Love I see you tweeted about that actually. I love it. That's really cool. But yeah, this uh, this is a very Russ esque deck in my opinion. Yeah, Russ would play the shit out of this deck. Oh yeah. Then uh, Azorius Control with Stoneforge in it, took it taking tenth. Okay. Uh, other than that, nothing. So it looks like it's a pretty solid. It's if you're if you're interested in playing the deck, um, it's gonna get you that day two. This and it's is top sixteen. This is the interesting Stoneforge deck in my opinion. Devoted, yeah, the devoted Stoneforge deck. Well, the interesting thing about it, what? Stoneforge Mystic gets you Viridian Longbow, which combos with your devoted Druid and Vizier to do infinite damage. Yeah. I find that sweet. Yeah. And that you get to play Lightning Greaves. So you Stoneforge up your Lightning Greaves to give your devoted Druid haste. Mm. This deck is so... I'm going to play this on stream at some point. Uh, I'm not playing it this week. Probably maybe next week or something. But What you think about playing this week? Uh, the Dead Gael deck. Ooh, yeah. Kind of like the Black White Smallpox deck, just not Smallpox. Yeah, so if you guys are interested in watching um, watching Magic, um, you know, come check us out. There's going to be, a, I mean, I think there's going to be quite a few of us that are going to be running through Stoneforge decks in the, the next couple weeks just because we want to see the power level of that thing. And I know a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people have tested it so far. And like, Richie, what do you, like, how do you feel about the power level of Stoneforge? Because I haven't got to cast a Stoneforge Mystic probably in, God, I'd say I played Death and Taxes for like a year and a half. I probably, last time I, I cast a Stoneforge Mystic, other than in Commander, in my Rafik deck, mm-hmm. you know, to go get a poison uh, equipment. Um, it's probably been about, I'd say, seven or eight years. Oh, wow. In com- since I've cast a, uh, a Stoneforge in Competitive Magic. But how did it feel? Yeah, I, I haven't cast a ton of Stoneforges yet. I've played two different modern decks. Uh, I've played a couple I've played a couple things of D&T you know, yeah. throughout like my year of playing Legacy because uh, my friend Brandon had it, and I'd be like, hey, let me borrow it. I don't feel like playing Delver this week. Sure. Uh, but so far, it feels... I've heard a lot of comparisons. I kind of agree with it. It feels a lot like Tarmogoyf, where... Power level feels pretty high, but it doesn't feel insane. And it, Yes. And the biggest thing is, like, specific white decks want it, but not every single white deck will want Stoneforge. Sure. Uh, the biggest interesting thing is the decks that have been seeming to, seeming to do really well are things that are trying to, you know, really do super powerful things with Stoneforge, like... In that smallpox deck, it gives you an extra creature to sack after you put your batter skull in. Uh, in this deck, it tutors you up a combo. Sure. Uh, a lot of decks that are playing it, like the blue-white control is one of the only few that really is like just playing Stoneforge as a threat on its own without like really using it to try to like protect other things. So like you play your Stoneforge, they answer it, and then you have something else. Okay. Like the blue-white deck I played had Spell Queller in it also, and. So, like, they, if they killed your Stoneforge, your Spellcrawler was likely to stick mm-hmm. and not die as easily so they don't get their spell back, things like that. Okay. And I think those are the homes where you're going to see Stoneforge stick the most are decks like that or anything where it can tutor up a combo piece like Devoted Druid. Nice. Or even some Wurza decks we've been seeing it played yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, Storm, notably, back on the menu now that Phoenix isn't a thing, you know, probably the best is it deck in Modern now. Yeah, I mean, uh, this deck was... I still think this deck was playable. I mean, yeah, I mean, people played it. Yeah, like, I, I, it, I don't think it ever really kind of just went away. Um, but it was kind of in that same slot that Burn was in during the Hogak times, mm-hmm. where you just... You don't want to be playing it, because even though... Even if, let's say, you're really proficient with it, and let's say it's still a solid deck, 
it's just not good enough. Yeah. So like, why are you gonna play a deck that that's you could play a better deck? Exactly. Why compete with a deck um, that is you know a, a tier lower than a deck that you could could be playing? So exactly. Just felt bad. Uh, Amulet Titan. A lot of people have been saying is back on the menu because the problem was that the format was a little too fast for this deck. Uh, you know, this deck really it has fast kills, but the biggest draw to it is how toolboxy it is. So now that we're slowing the format down, uh, I've been seeing a lot of people talk and starting to pick this deck back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, notably, like Steve and Artie are really talking about it. They're uh, pretty good amulet players in our area. Okay, cool. So uh, this deck I'm also really interested in. Selesnya Aldrazi. <laughs> it was a big deck being talked about going into the weekend, actually. And uh, Ali Warfield made top 22 with it. And this deck is wild, and I love it. It's like, almost everything I want to be doing in Modern. Uh, you got your Odrazis in Displacer, Thought Not Seer, Reality Smasher, Ramp and Noble Hierarch, Consistency and Ancient Stirrings. Uh, you have a Karn Great Creator package, which I think is pretty pretty cool and interesting, considering you do Ramp with Noble Hierarch. Uh, you can blink your activate your Stoneforge, hold priority, blink it with Displacer to go get another equipment if you don't have one. So Ooh. there's a lot of cool things you can do with this deck. That's cute, and it's it's right up my alley. Wait. Like this or Bant Stone or uh, Bant Eldrazi, I uh, I want to be trying at some point. So here's I think this is something that I want to talk about, um, and I think this is something that maybe isn't being talked about that much. Is most of these even these like just these middle of the road decks, maybe even mid rangey, all these creature decks. Um, these aggro decks, just like this Selesnya Eldrazi deck, it has a combo in it, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the combo in the main board, um, but it doesn't need to be in the main board because it's got Karn in there. So, sure, I guess it technically does have it in the main board, right? Yeah. Because you, mm-hmm. get to, you have access to your whole 75. Now, um, with these, the deck that you just talked about where um, you can go get Viridian Longbow, um, all of these, most of these top decks that you're seeing in the top 16, they all have access... Uh, along with Wurza, uh, Prison, they all have access to a combo. So if you're going to be playing Modern, um, right now there's not a whole lot of decks that you can compete with um, at a high level that doesn't have some sort of combo in there. I mean, you do have your decks, like you have Burn, you know, you have Tron, but like, you know, your traditional Tron that does well. Um, but most of these decks you're Well, even seeing, traditional Tron's back on and the great creator yeah so they're on that that 75 plan of with the combo piece in there so there's not many decks that you can play right now so if you're not that's the thing i've never been a combo player right i i've never really enjoyed combo and i talk to a lot of people that don't like combo hey what's up caleb hey caleb how's it going um thanks for stopping by bub um but yeah like there is um you have to play a combo i think in modern to compete right now so I'm going to go ahead and say, put my stamp of approval on that. That if you want to compete, get yourself a combo deck. Uh, we'll see moving forward. I I think the format has a lot of time to adjust for it fair does. decks. It, it does. It's going to grow. Um, but like like Jund, you can still play Jund. Deck's great. But it has a lot of disruption for those combo decks. Right. You know, you have Thoughtseize and get rid of that. Uh, that combo piece, and then you have all the kill spells. You can get rid of that uh, um, 
not batter skull token, but you can get rid of a, a Stoneforge Mystic, you know, right when it comes down, you can just kill it. So, and slow them down that way. But yeah, I think I think there are, um, there's going to be less in modern going forward. I think there'll be a lot less uh, fair decks that you can play. I think, I think the fair decks are going to shrink a little bit. Hmm. Which is interesting because everyone kind of figured that the fair decks are what would be a, uh coming back with like the Stoneforge unban and everything. Sure, they're going to expand, but you got to remember that the really solid ones I think that are going to be good are going to be the ones like the Viridian Longbow where yeah. it gives you access to you have some it doesn't matter what it is, you have some sort of combo in your deck. Period. And it might not be the focus of your deck, it may be a fair deck, but you always have that button that you can push and go, "Oh, okay. You're dead." Mhm. So, and there's it's like commander in that sense. Yep. In that sense. Yeah, absolutely. Astro, what you saying? Who doesn't like combo? <laughs> Pizza pretzel Nazi. Yeah, nacho. yeah. Astro, you're not wrong. I mean, you know, um, combo is. Uh, I love combo and commander. You know, because that format that format takes too goddamn long to play. But um, I like to shut it down after about you know ten turns. You're just like, nope, I'm bored. Let's, yeah, let's but, end it. And you move know, on for to the some next reason, game. when I play competitive magic, uh, like modern, legacy, I just don't like combo for some reason. I don't know why. Don't know why. So uh, what? that was the open, the top 16 for the yeah. open. Um, how did the uh, how'd the classics go? Well, uh, as you mentioned, combo deck took first. Uh, hey. Dredge in the hands of Jake Pirellis, okay. which uh, had a really interesting addition now that Faithless Suiting's banned. Doom Scourers, stop the madness. Yeah. We picking them? I've been putting them in backstock for a while now. Well, so have I. I've been backstocking the shit out of Tomb Scour. Tome Scour, four of in the main deck of Dredge. Oh, it's it's Tome, isn't it? Because it's T-O-M-B. Yeah. It's not actually Tomb, T-O-M-B. No, it's, to, it's Tome Scour. Tome Scour. Let's get that right. Uh, we'll see if this ends up being the correct card in Dredge or if it's going to be like... You know, insolent neonate, cathartic reunion. Well, it could or not be. cathartic reunion. Uh, hedron Stitcher crab. supplier. Don't forget about the hedron crab edition too. I, I think this might be better than hedron crab for dredge. That's what I'm saying. But like they were, they were toying with yeah. that too. You don't know. Uh, Alpine moons in the side, which is interesting for this deck. Uh, sure. Because they can mill it over there. <laughs> well, dude, they this, could mill it over, but this was a classic. Okay, this this got real classic. So I mean, you're it, see it some took weird first shit. though, but no, I know. But I mean, you're gonna see some weird shit. So. Uh, let's see, what was the rest of the top? Oh, this, top is an, this is pretty close to something like what I'm playing this Dead guy, yeah. Yeah. I have a couple different cards, but interesting. Uh, I might have to look at this list and maybe yeah. change a couple cards around based off it. I mean, it took seventh. Um, I'd say this is a pretty solid list. So let's take a look at the top. So uh, in the classic, it was Dredge, Eldrazi Tron, Burn, Jun, Titan Shift, Jund, Orzhov Stormblade, better known as Dead Guy Ale to you old people, and then Burn again. I'm and... actually surprised to see Eldrazi Tron. Uh, this is a deck I wasn't sure how popular it would be moving forward mm-hmm. because we lose a lot of the Chalice of the Void effect in modern. Like, yeah. Faithless and Monorate. I, personally, I think Arclade Phoenix is probably not yeah, like, so, a playable um, modern card anymore. For those of you listening on the um, SoundCloud, uh, Caleb asks um, what we thought about the uh, Cathartic Reunion as a replacement for uh, Faithless Looting and Mono Red Phoenix. Um, it kind of, again, it, you guys um, are going to find yourselves um, wanting to maybe just you know play Cathartic Reunion instead um, or even play cards like what? Insolent Neonate, mm-hmm. correct? Um, so there's cards that you can still play with, but 
are those cards going to be fast enough? I don't think we know yet. I think that it, you know it needs a little bit more testing. Um, I think the meta is like what Richie said. Uh, the modern meta is going to be a little. It's going to be changed up for a while, and it's going to it's going to have uh, some waves to go through. And I think that the best thing for any of you to do, if you're if you are competitive, or maybe you're not competitive, maybe you just enjoy playing every you know once a week or on Friday nights. Um, but test those cards out, you know, don't just set a deck down because Faithless Looting got banned, you know, don't just set a deck down um, because Hogak got banned, you know, you see that Dredge took first place in the Classic this past weekend, and that's why we do this every week, we let you guys know, like, hey, you can still play these decks, you can still play that style of deck, um, you know, don't be discouraged by that, but you are the one who has to go out and do the testing to see, like, oh, okay, this card works in my deck, and I can still continue to play this deck, or... Maybe you do have to set your deck down. Maybe Faithless Looting was, that was it. You know, and Cathartic Reunion's too slow and you keep finding yourself dying all the time. Maybe you just switch a deck. But um, I would say that, you know, um, Caleb, to answer your question, I'm not sure. I think I think it can work. Um, will it work? I don't know. You got to try. I th So my personal opinion is I think you play the deck just without Arclight Phoenix now, and I think it's a lot better. Uh, go to more of like the prowess version with like bedlam revelers and blister coil weirds and then you can play things like mutagenic growth cards like that that's my recommendation i think a lot of the decks that played arc late phoenix in specific are going to be going to a different shell that is more like like the prowess list is going to be where mono red phoenix goes uh is it phoenix is going to become probably blue moon that's where i see a lot of things going is you know, your deck is is kind of the same, but you're not going to see... I will be surprised if we see Arclight Phoenix being a playable modern card for a while. Well, I think it's still okay, right? It's just like what I said. Like, um, I think it just it just gets tiered back. You know, like, it's just like saying, like, oh, man, like, um, you know, this deck lost a card. Um, it's not playable anymore. I think it's kind of... Uh, I think people are, are a little... Um, I think they're a little just they're overdoing it a little bit. I'd say that Arclight Phoenix, it just somebody needs to find a shell for it and they need to make the shell and they need to refine it. And I think you could see it in a deck. I'm just not sure how good it would be. That's well, all. yeah. Let's so I I guess like you and I just are giving different opinions. Like yeah. your opinion is like sure play the deck. My opinion is I'd rather tell you a deck that's probably just better to play. And that's okay. And, you know, um, that's like I was saying earlier, during the Hogak times, you just couldn't play Burn. You just couldn't play some of these decks you just couldn't play because there's just better decks to play, mm -hmm. you know. But if you like that style of deck and you're in tune with the meta, um, you can play any deck. I mean, Modern is the epitome of the Wild West. Yeah. Um, you know, and, like, you see these... Um, like Astro, he asked, did we already cover um, the ninth place um, Dead Guide Ale deck? Yeah. Yeah. And like th seeing that deck is crazy. Like people are like, "Oh wow, you can actually you can play just black white stone blade now." Like that's fucking insane, mm -hmm. you know? Um it, but it's not insane because you had a good pilot playing that deck and they know what the meta is and they know what to look for and they know how to make their sideboard. So wild west baby. Exactly. All so, right. So how was how was that next classic? Uh, just checking the top 16. Uh, we just kind of see like pretty much the same thing. Yeah. A couple more folks and burn some Jund. 
But then we have the uh, standard top 16, which standard's kind of in... This is like the last tournament that for this standard format. Yeah. Uh, and there's been this new combo deck, uh, Kythus Combo, okay. that's been popping up. And it, it's basically the new Scape Shift. Like, this is just the best deck in standard now. Okay. So it, Now, what are you going to lose, though, from it? The deck. Oh, the whole entire deck's gone. Basically. you Mox Amber is part of your combo, and Mox Amber rotates. Ah, uh, so it took somebody this entire time until the last week of the format to figure this combo deck out. Yep. It was like a week before this, I think the combo deck came out. Shit. But, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, so opportunities, man. With Kythus, you exile two legendary cards from your graveyard and then you, you can play legendary cards from your graveyard for their mana cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, each legendary... Uh, let me make sure I read this card right. Sure. So it's Abzan. It's a 3-4 legendary creature elf advisor. Legendary spells cost one less to cast. Exile two legendary cards from your graveyard. Until end of turn, each legendary card in your graveyard gains. You may play this card from your graveyard. Okay. So with Mox Amber, that's infinite mana. Got it. Then with Fibblethip, that's drawing your deck. Okay. With infinite mana. Is Fibblethip legendary? Yes. Oh, nice. So he's only one blue. Mm-hmm. And then so you use Diligent or diligent Excavator to fill your graveyard uh-huh. because everything in your deck is a historic spell. Okay. You have La, uh, Lazav is just like a value card. Teshar also can combo. Uh, but then you just burn your opponent out with Oath of, Oath of Kaya once you have infinite mana because you just keep playing Oath of Kaya's from your graveyard, dealing three damage to your opponent. That's that's real You have Urza's Ruinous Blast as a board wipe. Then, you know, a couple Planeswalkers, Tamiyo and Ashiok, are some self-mill to try to set it up. Teferi is just the best card in standard, so yeah. you play Teferi. Got to play four Teferis. Uh, and then in your sideboard, you know, you play just some other good legendary cards for the most part. Fun fact from Vegas this past weekend, or two weekends ago, um, I picked up 21 Teferis. Nice. You know how many I came home with? Zero. Five. Okay. <laughs> Do you, uh, wanna, That's how many I traded Do you want to tell the the chat how many uh, Ideas Unbound you came home with? Uh, I came home with about 150 Ideas Unbound. Oh, did you count it? No, I didn't Or did you measure it? it? <laughs> no, I just... Guestimation? I, yeah, I just guessed. And it was about 150 Ideas Unbound. So that Twiddle Storm deck, that thing better start hey, top twiddle, eighting. Twiddle. <laughs> that thing better stop, uh, start top eighting because we got 150 copies of Ideas Unbound. They're already up to like four bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is the like like I was saying, this is like the new best deck. Uh, Feather also putting up a copy. You know, pretty pretty much the same list we've been seeing since uh, the new core set dropped. Notably, some Alpine Moons in the sideboard for Scape Shift, but Scape Shift uh, really wasn't a deck anymore because of this Kythus combo deck. Yeah, that's really cool. Mono Red with uh, our f- boy, the free Rampaging Philosodon. Yeah, making the top eight. And he was the fun fact last week, right? Yeah. He was the only the only standard card to go onto the ban list, come off, off the ban list in Magic history. Yep. Which is a very cool one. I'm, I'm kind of sad I missed out on that one. Cool. Then uh, we got some vampires, got vampires some mid-range, mid-range. Yeah. some Esper Hero, you know. Pretty much the the format we know, but this Kythus deck is new and interesting. and It's uh, your standard standard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, it's definitely not your standard standard. This is a wild deck for standard. Sure. Uh, but it's really cool that, like, they're not scared where it around rotation to really push the power level of a format. Yeah. Especially 
Because the, the thing about this deck is it's going to be historic legal. Okay. So, you know, they're not afraid to put combo decks and, you know, powerful things into historic, which will be good. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. We're in, cool. not going to see any of these decks probably again. So What's uh what's coming up for uh for future events so everybody knows? Yeah, that uh, that's the next us. thing we get to, which is uh, coming up this weekend is GP Indianapolis, Magic Fest Indianapolis. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. And it's, it's, a uh, it's Team Ununified Modern. Shit, Magical Shit Fest 2019 schedule. I like it, I like yeah, it. Yeah, Indianapolis Team Modern is this weekend. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised you're not going to this because it's only like four hours and it's a team event and you could chill with the homies. I know. I didn't go to the GP in my backyard. I, you yeah, think I'm driving three hours. That was limited though. I didn't go to a GP in my backyard. Yeah, 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 yeah. You think I'm driving three hours to go to one? Eh, Indy's four. Said that I'm eh, even worse. I'm driving to Syracuse uh, in two weeks though. Okay. For an cool. SCG, I'm driving like eleven hours. Nice. So okay. uh, yeah, that really says things about the state of Magic Fest. Yeah. But as we'll get to next, maybe I'll be interested in going to them again here shortly. Maybe you will. Yeah. Which. Uh, you know, tell, us, tell us about the future of Magic Esports. Yeah. That's our next thing. So we're going to just go over the topics we talked about while Josh was gone for the most part. That, uh, that's what we're going to be doing this week. So uh, we're going to start off by briefly re-going over the future of Magic Esports and getting you know, your input on it. So essentially, this is the breakdown of everything. You have a paper side and you have an arena side now. Sure. Uh, mythic anything, uh, Mythic Championships no longer exist. Okay. They're now going to be players tours and each, uh, magic is going to be divided up into, like, uh, like golf base, the players tour. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's going to be divided into three seasons now throughout okay. the year. Uh, and there's going to be a player tour in each season in each, uh, region of the Americas, the European and the Asia Pacific, oh, okay. uh, to qualify for these, you can qualify through PTQs. Yep. Which, they're PTQs again. Also, notably, they're PTs again. Mm, they might too. not be Pro Tours, but they're, but they're PTs. Yeah, they're players Just too. call them PTs again, guys. Okay, cool. And PTQs are back yeah. instead of MCQs, because they're Player Tour qualifiers. Okay. So we're back to the original names. It's gone in full circle. Nice. But yeah, so these are like the events that are happening at your, like, you know, locals. Like, yeah. uh, Pando has them all the time. Or not all the time, but every season they sure, have sure. one. WPN qualifiers, these are, uh, like, the events. Uh-huh. Go ahead, you can keep talking. Okay. These are the events, like, uh, you know, the side events you see at uh, GPs, uh-huh. where uh, they play. What did Riss say? I want to know about this thing called Dead Guy Ale. Uh, a new thing, which is Premier Series, will qualify you for pro or players' tours, which what Premier Series are is, like, our SCGs. So they're giving invites to the players' tours to events like F- to uh, tournament organizers like SCG. Okay. So like uh, I think SCG announced that it's going to be the winner of invitationals also get will also get an invite to players' tours. Okay. Yeah. I you know I briefly remember you talking to me about this um, when they came out with this. What it was like last month, right? You were, we yeah. were sitting upstairs and you were kind of running over all this stuff and how it was going to work. and Yeah, it was like right before you left that this happened. Yeah, and I mean, I was balls deep in a uh, 24-hour marathon of Law & Order, so, but I was still listening to you, probably like 65% listening to you. Fair, fair. 
But, uh, but man, when Law and Order comes on, I, I get it. You're just like my mom. Yeah, you know, 36 year old man that lives in. You know, there's a there's a 70 year old man that lives inside my body mm-hmm. for sure. Terrence Vincent. <laughs> He's inside your body a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah as usual you can qualify through a grand prix but the interesting thing about grand prix is they're still super top heavy so if you i believe x to a grand prix or better you get qualified for the players tour okay and then if you get first at the grand prix you not only qualify for the players tour but you qualify for the player tour final mm. which is basically like so, how a lot of people are comparing it, are these are like pro tours. This is like a super pro tour. Okay. It's like a really good prizing. Got it. And it will feed into worlds. Now, I mean, I, I met a couple top heavy ladies this past weekend in Vegas. So, how top heavy is it? Is it that kind of top heavy? Or is it a little bit less? Uh, Crickets? 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 All right, moving on. All right. Uh, no comment? <laughs> <laughs> um... They, they did announce on Twitter that they are probably going to be trying to work on something for, you know, rewarding consistency as well as, you know. So, like, something along the lines of what, like, silver used to be. Where, sure. you know, if you X3 enough Grand Prix, you know, you'll get a PT invite. Uh, we assume it will probably end up being something like that. Okay. And then you still have your Magic Online qualifiers, uh, you know, for Pauper, Standard, Modern, Legacy. Those all still exist on Moto. Excellent. Uh but yeah, you can notably you can go to any of these, but you can only go to one each season. Okay. And your flights are still not paid for for most events. Son of a bitch. But if you win a PTQ, the store is responsible for helping you get a flight. As in, what does that mean? The responsible quote, air quotes, right? They have to help cover your flight, apparently. Yeah, but how, like, what's the number on it? Do they actually have a number, or is it just a responsibility I, I word? I don't know. That's that's what people are not 100% sure on. Weird. Uh, but from the arena, like, we, we have a lot of answers, but we don't have all the answers kind of thing. Sure. And that's, that's, good. that's like the MO for, for basically for Wizards is like, hey, we're going to give you all this stuff, but we're going to kind of keep it vague um, because... You know, we want to be able to rewrite this and fix this stuff as we go along because that's all they do is change shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, not to be negative or anything, but literally that's all they do um, is just they continue to change things. And now I know, you know, in any business you want to change things and make them better. Um, and so we have to hope that that's what they're doing, that they're trying to make this stuff better. Uh, but it doesn't always work out that way. So that's where you get that negativeness from exactly. the players. So let's hope that they're going to get this right. Let's hope that they leave it a little open-ended and to give themselves some room to rewrite um, and, you know, help these players get to their events that they need to get to. Yeah. So uh, on the arena side of things, uh, they're taking the top 1,200. They're taking the top 1,200 from ranked plays. Okay. uh, In both limited and constructed. And you get fed into mythic qualifiers as well as mythic point challenges, which these are basically just like the challenges on Moto. Sure. Uh, you can earn extra point. You can earn points with them. But and this is like what we've been seeing, where you know there's qualifiers that feed you into the invitational based off how you do. Okay. Uh, notably, though, there is a new tier added for the Rivals League, which we'll get to here in a minute. Sure. Which they have their own mythic qualifiers that will feed them into the mythic invitational. So that way, you know. They're going to be uh, 
higher average than your typical players, so, but like lower than your MPL players. And, and they also will get a better chance at getting into the Mythic Invitational. Nice. So scrolling on down here, going through some more, uh, we get to what the Rivals League is. So the Rivals League is going to consist of the top 12 Mythic points earners, mm-hmm. six discriminatory slots, so basically six people, Wizards, Fields, deserves it. Mm. Top 12 players points earners, which this is the paper side of things. The bottom 12 from the MPL gauntlet, because the MPL is shrinking from 36 to 24 players. And then the bottom four of the current MPL. So each season, the Rivals League is going to change because they basically, you have to compete for your MPL slots now. So in the MPL, the top 16 of the 24 players will stay in the MPL f- until the next season. Okay. They're the, grandfathered into the next season. Yes. The Got bottom uh, eight. 16 minus 24 is eight. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Uh, your bottom four just get dropped immediately into the Rivals League. Okay. They're, you know, they have to work to get back into the MPL next season if they want it. Got it. The top four of the bottom eight have to compete to hold their spots in what's called the Rivals Gauntlet. The Gauntlet. Which is 16 players, the four MPL and the 12, 12 of the top, the 12 top rivals. Okay. Compete in this gauntlet where the top four advance to the MPL. And, oh, no, I'm sorry. It is not the top 12. It is the top, yeah, it's the top 12. Uh, Compete, hold on. How does it's not the top 12. Looks like the top 8, right? No. It, bing, uh, bing, bing. Or is it 12? No. So the top, it's the the top 14 minus, no, the top, it's, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this correctly. <laughs> Carry the one. So the top two rivals from the Mythic points automatically get added into the MPL. <laughs> Okay. And the top two players' points from the Rivals League Dude, automatically get added. Dude, you were literally going so MPL. good. I was so impressed. And this looks like a big fucking cluster shit balls. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So what it is is basically you take the top two Mythic points earners and the top two player points earners sure. out of the MP or out of the Rivals League, and they're immediately in the MPL. And then the top twelve after that sure. compete against the top four of the bottom eight MPL and the four that win that survive to go into the MPL. The gauntlet. The gauntlet. The gauntlet. Wow, that is a... That's something else, Richie. Yeah. Like, I just sat here and listened to you tell me and I don't remember anything you just said. I just blacked out. Well, good thing. you are It's not going to affect you. You probably won't be in the Rivals I won't, League. So. I won't be in the Rivals League for sure. So, then they go over like basically how you get ranked as a player, which is... Just by earning points, you know? Sure. Kind of like pro points, except paper and arena have their own separate ones. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, they break down the prize structure for a lot of the events. Yeah. Uh, how, you know, how you can qualify, which we've yeah. pretty much already gone over. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, you've got a... Okay, notably, so. the players' tours have different prize pools. Okay. So the Americas, because they're expecting more players, has a 250,000 prize pool. Okay. The European one, because they're expecting 400, has 200,000. 200, yep. And then the Asia Pacific, because they're only expecting 250, has a $150,000 prize pool. Dang. So America's coming in there 
Merc a strong with 250k. But it is uh it is half a mil among these three tournaments yeah. each season, so that's good. That's uh that's a pretty good number. Yep. And they they talk a little bit more about the players tours final, how the finishers from player tour events will be invited, the top finishers from previous pro players tours finals, mm-hmm. all 24 MPL members, and each grand prix winner. So this is the paper side of how to get to the players tour finals, which is essentially the mythic, mythic invitational yeah, for what paper. was the mythic invitational. Yeah. But now it's called the players well, tour. There's still the mythic invitational, but it's only for magic online or magic arena now. Sure. The okay. players tours finals, basically the, the paper, paper version. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, then on top of that, they shown us our next promo for PTQs. Oh baby, we get Cryptic Command for the yeah, next one. With my personal favorite artwork of Cryptic Command, um, the iconic Masters artwork. I like the player reward one the best. A lot of people do, and I I, okay. I like it a lot. Yeah, that's okay. But this art's just so beautiful. No, this one's beautiful. I really like this art. Yeah, that's awesome. That's Way a, better than Lore one. That's a good giveaway, man. That's that's like your that's on the same level of like Stoneforge and Grizzlebrand. You know, there's been some shitters like Mutavault. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the kind of things that like people like Terrence Vincent get excited about. But I mean, you know, oh, like, what, was the, what was the past one they did? Uh, Arcbound Ravager. That one was all yeah. right. Yeah, it's kind of niche, you know, but still cryptic, man. If, I guess if you think about it. Yeah, it's so you know, but it's a good one. I like it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, here they mention about like uh, they basically break down how basically WPN stores now have a lot more reign over what how they do their events mm-hmm. like essentially they could even do a two-day event for a qualifier if they want uh so you know your your pptqs might be two-day events depending on if the store wants them to oh yeah that seems kind of i don't think a store would want to do that i don't, I don't think so either that uh, I think they would just want to run it as a one day seems like a lot with. for a store yeah but maybe depending on how many people they might have to also yeah, I don't. But, I don't really know how rounds work. I'm not, you know. Yeah, that's that'd be pretty crazy. Well, cool. Yeah. So that's and, basically that's basically it on the Mythic Championship. Yeah, that's revised. That's right? pretty much it. Uh, other than they want to make sure you know that the way to uh, get started is by downloading Arena or joining your local game store. <laughs> that's uh, that's how you start your journey. Well, yeah, you're not gonna get there if you don't download the software, right? <laughs> or go buy their sealed product. Yeah, you can't get there if you don't. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for. The Magic yeah. Esports. Hopefully, I did an all right job uh, frying my brain over trying yeah, to. Well, you carried the one a few times, and I yeah. blacked out. So, I mean, hopefully, somebody understood. I it. hope. I, I, they're probably not knowing us, but <laughs> they'll understand us when we talk about this. Yes. Yeah, so the, the, uh, the ban and restricted list. Goodbye, Mr. Gakrak. Goodbye, Faithful Saluting, which I'm a little sad. Hello, about. Rampage and Frost. Yeah, hello, Rampager. For um, about a month. Yes. Um, I, You know, I was really getting into playing. Um, the uh, Boreos deck, mm-hmm. and then you know my my sweet little Faithless looting got banned, and I made that was the first deck in four years that I had made on paper, other than Burn, and the deck pretty much got banned. How does it feel? It feels pretty bad. My you friend know? Alex has been hit by like three different bands. Yeah, and so like he... I feel I still feel like. Uh, the deck is playable. I'm just not sure how playable it is. Yeah, I mean, it might be like a little funzy deck, but I mean, Burn's good again. Yeah, and Burn's fine again. So, like, I can at least, I can go back to playing that and not feel like, oh, I can't, I can't actually even play on a Wednesday or a Friday. You yeah, know? you don't feel like you're just, you know, giving wins away. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, so, hey, is there anything you want to talk about for the 
the uh, the bannings? Yeah, no, just the modern's been feeling really healthy for me. Uh, I actually I actually played a round of standard at that judge thing because my opponent didn't have a modern deck and uh, Nick subcheck loaned me his mono red deck and Frostdown was pretty cool. Okay. Uh, the vintage I don't I don't know a whole bunch about vintage. I don't know if you do. No, no one cares about vintage. But it's like popper. But poppers, we can actually start talking about poppers soon. I mean, I think they care. People care about vintage, or else you know, Eternal Weekend wouldn't be a thing, and Wizards wouldn't adjust the format. Mm, it's very small. I mean, when you're talking about niche, or you know, like the small amount of people that go to an event, vintage is like Christmas for them, dude. Yeah, it is. It's like it's like every holiday wrapped up in one. For vintage They get players. like two events a year. They get like, yeah. <laughs> or they get like three actually. I'm sorry. They get Eternal Weekend, Gen Con. Okay, they get like four then. Oh, okay. Eternal Weekend, Gen Con, uh, and then both SCG cons. Yeah. Because I don't think Vintage really fires at at GPs, do they? No. Maybe if they're lucky. Maybe Vegas. Maybe you gotta like bring all your friends with you. You got like they have this underground like chat room. Like it's like back page, but for vintage players. Okay. And they're like, hey, man, we're going to be at this, uh, you know, maybe they like buy flights for each other or something. They Bitcoin each other for flights. Because I, I remember the when they had it, uh, the last GP Detroit I went to, I remember looking at the event signups and it said vintage uh, on demand number one. And it uh, never fired. No, of course not. They never fired a vintage on demand. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just it doesn't seem like it. it's very... Uh, it's very easy to fire those events, but mm-hmm. um, all right. So let's get into our um, portion. Let's talk about how people can make money so they can afford power. Yeah, one day. the portion that we do every week, which is finance. How'd finance go without me? Uh, you know, I was interesting. Um, Cause like, I mean, you're you're getting to be a finance guy a little bit, right? Yeah, it's it's not that like you and I can talk fine. Like you especially can talk finance. Yeah, I can talk with you and like have a somewhat understanding. Sure. It's a very hard subject to talk when the other person on the other end isn't quite yes. as... Yeah, I felt that way. Like, when when I used to do the show with Chris um, last year, um, he, he would do all this judge stuff. And, man, he was... I mean, you watched almost all the episodes, and, like, mm-hmm. he can talk. He can talk very... Um, You'd always stand up and get a beer during that? Or... Yeah, man. And he can talk his, his ass off about stuff, and he's an, he's an educated guy. Um, he's smart, he flows, you know, and he's really easy to listen to. And he even flowed with us pretty well when we had him, uh, yeah. On a, like, yeah. what, probably about a month ago now. Yeah. And if you don't have somebody that's educated in the subject that, you know, you're talking about, or if you don't feel comfortable with it yet, you know, it doesn't come out great, mm-hmm. but like, you know, I, I, I'm sure you still did good, you know, but, um, you know, and I'm not, you have to listen back and find yeah, out. Yeah, I will <laughs> you have to go back and listen. I actually, I, I am going to listen. Um, I want to see a lot of listening to do. I do. I I was gone for three weeks, but uh, yeah, so I'll get into finance here. And, you know, some of the stuff is pretty typical for what's going on, for what we talked about. It usually always ends up that way that what we talk about is going to lead into what the finance is going to look like. Um, This dual sit sirens. uh, This is a commander card and it is uh, commander came out in uh, 2014 and it's just another spike. It's Power Ranger. Yeah, it is. Morphin. It's, it's a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, and it's just a morph card, right? And so you're going to continue to see um, all these morph cards spike. And you know, if you're gonna, if you want to play this deck, 
which there's I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that want to play this deck, commander players. I kind of want to play that um, deck. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get these things before they spike because they're all spiking. So which reminds me, I actually think about building a commander deck again soon. Good. I want to build a around the uh, I can't remember his name, the Yogmoth son. Oh, the so, new Yogmoth game? Yeah. Where all your black cards yeah. can be Phyrexian? That deck sounds sweet. Oh, dude. it's. I just want to cast the Dark Ritual for two life. Yeah. And then, yeah. No, I don't want to get the into it. Then cast the Necropotence. Yeah, we already got into all that. Yeah. We talked about that a few episodes ago when we had Steve on. Um, yeah, so the next card, um, Sudden Substitution. Uh, this was a spike due to the professor. He talked about it. Um, uh in his one of his videos and his said top five best new cards yeah, for Commander 2019. So it was number it was number two on his um on his list. And of course, uh, when you have people like the professor, um you also have people like um Joshua Saffron. Warren. Yeah. Well not yet. We don't we can't move markets yet. But one day. So, someday, Richie, we people will listen to us, you know, not not yet, but they're they're gonna listen to us eventually. Um but he was able to, you know, you got your saffron olives, uh, like I was saying, and then who else moves markets with just talking about Rudy. it? Rudy. Rudy, sure. All these guys are able to say, hey, this card's the top pick. So when they think, when other people hear it, they're like, well, my God, I better get this card. And so then all these people have to go out and buy this card. Um, and so basically what this card did is it, on August 11th, um, this card was 19.95. It then... Dipped down to two dollars and fifty cents, two dollars and ten cents, right at its low. About the two dollar mark. Yeah. Okay. So, oh shit, it even got below two dollars. It was like a dollar eighty five for a little bit in uh, August eighteen. We could have potentially found this in bulk for like a week. Correct. Um, and then it's it spiked back up after he talked about it to eighteen dollars and forty seven cents. So basically, it's back at its pre order price. If you bought this commander deck, dig it out of your bulk. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't don't leave it. Don't leave it. Um, but Sudden Substitution, this is a really cool card. I mean, just looking at the card, if you're a commander player, uh, you will know the power level of this card by just looking at it and reading it. Uh, first of all, Split Second is just absolutely fucking broken in the game of Magic um, because this allows you to do, um, you know, um, something at instant, instant speed. So this, this really... Um, this will stop. It can't be countered. So it's it's pretty it's pretty cool card. It says uh, it's two two colorless, two blue. Uh, exchange control of target non-creature spell and target creature. Then the spell's controller may choose new targets for it. Um, and don't I I will not let you down. I will read the flavor text. Um, bow before the might of wait what? <laughs> Got to read that flavor text. It's a pretty good one. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, so I, I would say like you, you kind of missed the boat on this one. Uh, this card should taper back down to probably the ten dollar mark, um, maybe even somewhere in the seven to eight dollar mark. But uh, you did miss the dollar eighty five boat on this. Yeah, we'll see. I believe so. Yeah, the card's the card's very strong. Um, I mean, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it stays around this price almost. Yeah, um, and it could. It, that's possible. Now, uh, of course, Stoneforge Mystic. That's a no brainer for you guys. Um, they had this at uh, seventy bucks. It's not actually at seventy bucks right now. It's I think you can buy copies for here. Let's go back here and take a look. Um, you can buy copies of it for around like sixty threes. Uh, no, you you can buy copies for fifty under sixty dollars. You can get a place out of them for under sixty bucks, like fifty fifty eight bucks. So a piece. 
Um, you know, so you're you're looking at spending about two hundred and twenty-ish bucks on a on a play set of stone forges. Um, so for those of you that what did you were, trade that foil place out for? Um, probably two hundred and something bucks is my guess. I I mean I I couldn't I couldn't actually tell you because like I don't really care. Yeah. You know, but um, because I, I didn't at that time. It was just it was just shifting product around. Didn't even matter to me. But what if I want to judge promo? <laughs> okay, so so this is something that I wanted to talk about, and uh, the the judge promo Stoneforge Mystic. Um, now, uh, this thing is actually um, Game Master Gaming. Um, they're they've got four of them at 160 bucks a piece, right? So if you want some if you want some judge. Uh, promo Stoneforge Mystics. I'm willing to bet those are not actually Judge promos, and those are GP promos. Probably. Um, now uh, the next in line is Mage's Sanctum at uh, five thousand dollars, but they are pretty good guys. They have one of them, and they're going to cut you a deal on the shipping. The shipping is only two dollars and ninety nine cents. So <laughs> you know, it's it's a little bit more because you're going to have to certify that and send it out. Um, so those are you know Mage's Sanctum, good guys. Uh, but then you have your really good guys over at Card Addicts. Um, they've got one Judge Foil Stoneforge Mystic. Very limited print run near mint foil. Yes, and that is uh, $19,999 and 99 cents. But these guys are such good guys, they're not even going to make you pay for shipping. It's included. Yeah. It's just so generous. So, uh, you know, if you guys need that limited, very limited print run, Stoneforge Mystic, and you want to get your hands on that for 20 k One thing I want to see, I want to see the difference. Like, what it, what does it look like compared to the, to the uh, actual... It's the same exact thing. It's the same thing, Richie. <laughs> it's the same as the Grand Prix promo. Literally the same. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's... Uh, there are some people over at. Um, I'm sorry. What was it again? Because uh, there's such a. Uh, they oh, have oh, so it many says the sales. Word judge on it. Card addicts. Mm, yep. Yeah. Now they're smoking. Um, they're smoking that meth over there. I don't think they're actually uh, high class enough to smoke the crack. But uh-huh. I mean, um, the card is looks exactly like the the GP promo. So now, can we can we check out their photo of it by chance? <laughs> Why do you want to? I want to. I want to see photo. if it actually says. Yeah, it's just a judge. Okay. Right it well, I wanted to know if they actually had a judge one or if they had a GP one and we're Oh yeah, and put the the We're trying up. to get them, you know. Yeah. So that's pretty wild stuff, but you know, um obviously it's it's obvious that uh, Stoneforge Mystic is going to be a huge spike right now and for those of you that didn't get it, I mean, you're going to have to pay if you want to wait until it tapers down a little bit, you might see a lot of copies come up. Astro says free shipping. Let me jump on that. <laughs> you might be able to get in for like fifty. <laughs> Astro, yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you want to get on that. Trust me. Um, you could buy yourself a place. You could buy yourself a, a set of nine power for uh, for one Stoneforge Mystic. Really? Um, yeah, but um, you know, just uh, hold fast if you want Stoneforge Mystic. Um, if you can hold and wait that long, my guess is they're going to come back down to the thirty to forty dollar range, so you can save yourself. Basically, a Stoneforge Mystic within the next three to six months, um, if you guys can wait that long. If not, bummer. You know, sorry, you just you did, you missed out. There were you know, there's people that squirrel away vegetables in their cabinets downstairs just in case the zombies come back. 
Well, guess what? The zombies came back. Maybe, maybe you should have kept stone forges in your cabinet. <laughs> you should have kept. Yeah, you should have kept the stone forges there. Yep. Um, other interesting winners they've got for this week is Renin Six. Um, it says he's up eleven percent. Um, that is a bullshit. We we checked a little bit ago, and he's at you know you can buy copies for eighty nine dollars. Um, so he's not really at ninety nine dollars right now. Um, he's a little bit lower. Same thing with Scalding Tarn. Uh, Scalding Tarns are not hundred dollar bills. They're like eight. They're like nineties, right? Yeah, they're like nineties. It's the same thing with um, like Mox Opals, where people think like their cards are hundred dollar bills. Like the Mox Opals, uh, the Renin Sixes, and the Scalding Tarns. Um, they're more in that realistic range of about ten dollars below that. So uh, those are you know copies that you can buy. Um, now. As for Renin Six, Renin Six, I would have to say that I, I believe this card will start to taper a little bit and come back down, uh, just so. because um, there's going to be a lot of copies being opened. Um, there will be a second print run for this. They've already talked about that. They just don't know when. Um, so uh, I would say if if you need some copies, borrow them. Maybe if you have a play group, you know, move those suckers around. Somebody wants to play Renin Six, um, you know, borrow them until you can afford them until they come back down to earth. I don't think they can hang at um, a $100 bill forever. Now, Liliana the Veil, uh, she did that for a long time. She's back down to earth a little bit more. Um, I think as long as this card is legal in Legacy, it will probably be around $100. I think it is that strong of an effect yeah, in Legacy. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm hoping for the best because like, I don't like to see you know, um, cards that you can crack out of a pack be a $100 bill. You know, That's just not fair to the players. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see, I'd like to see enough copies of this stuff open, uh, so that people are only having to pay, you know, max fifty dollars for something, yeah. you know. Um, but hey, go buy your packs of Modern Horizons, you know. Maybe you buy a box of it. The boxes are um, one hundred eighty bucks, I think, on TCG Player. Uh, I just picked up three boxes today. Those will be uploaded for us probably in the next couple of days. I'm sure we'll have those at the cheapest on TCG, so you might be able to snipe bars for like 170 or 175 or something like that. But um, I would just say, it, you know, if you're gonna buy, if you're gonna buy yourself a couple running sixes, just buy the boxes, you know, because then you can trade, you can trade out of the stuff that you get out of it into running sixes if you need to. Can Can I give you my running sixes back and get a box then? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So the Scalding Tarn and the Jace the Mind Sculptor, of course, those are gonna be up. Um, you know, because of the meta change. And like I said, there's going to be a lot of things that um, finance is going to be weird for a little bit. Um, because it's such a big shakeup. Yeah, there's a very big shakeup. I'm surprised uh, not to see a fast bond jump. Uh, yeah. No, there's too many of those copies. Yeah. Infinite copies, yeah. Um, now, the cheap pickups right now are First Sliver, um, uh, Carnage Tyrant, and also Temporal Manipulation. But that's the older one. Um, so yeah, I, you can get newer copies for cheaper. Than yeah, that, right? this you know, like I said, sometimes this guy doesn't have a lot to talk about. He's got to throw some stuff in there, and so this was one of them. Um, I think seven bucks for a Carnage Tyrant is pretty cheap, though. Yeah, Carnage Tyrant's a good one to have. You know, for your dinosaurs, you know, your legacy dinosaur prison. If you're if you're out there building that, like uh, it, it sees like some modern play on the sideboard. It does, especially if like blue white does pick up because of yeah, Stoneforge. Absolutely, it's like shell Carnage Tyrant in their throat. Yeah. But, you know, Block I, with your batter skull. if you are planning on playing, um, you know, any slivers anytime soon, um, which slivers are still really cool, uh, I would recommend picking up the first sliver. Definitely do that. Mm. Um, well, so we, we got through finance and 
we got through it took us 23 minutes to get you know to get to talking so we would have been done around one hour but you know we went a little over because i was running my mouth oh i mean you know it's not bad yeah no it's not bad um so yeah check us out you guys um we are on um twitter where mom's at mom's basement mtg and then you can also check richie out he is he is at richard t mtg and he also streams every uh thursday at six o'clock and um you guys can check him out he's gonna be he's been getting some uh some pretty good remarks on his his videos lately um we've been getting a lot our play's been getting better i'm really happy about that Um, uh, our views have been up too our views are up um, our tickets on Moto are up. Aaron's been crushing that, it. That makes you happy, I know. That oh, I mean it does, man. Because like, eventually, like I said, it's gonna progress into all this stuff just runs itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had to do too much, like, you know, yelling at Abe. Abe, what are you doing? Get to work on this. Do this. <laughs> do this. It's just like everything's run been running pretty smooth lately. So, uh, we're playing Magic. Uh, what six days a week now? Are we on five days a week? Six days a week. Five. Five? Okay. Because we don't we, yeah, so, we don't always play on the podcast day, yeah. and now we don't play on Wednesdays. Yeah, so Aaron's going to be, I think he's going to be rolling out here in the next half hour, I believe. He's playing yeah. tonight. So. I think he said 7.30. 7.30? So. Yeah, so we better get our fat asses off. But no, no. Um, yeah, so check us out playing Magic. Uh, we have this also uploaded to YouTube um, on, I believe, by Wednesday now. Um, so if you guys, uh, if, if you're on the audio and you end up um, heading over to our YouTube channel, you guys can uh, watch us play video, um, watch us play Magic all, all week. And uh, we had Teferi week last week, um, and we're doing our giveaways. So don't forget about that. We just um, we're giving away uh, one of each f- of the new commander decks. Yes, one of each of the new commander decks um, this month, and then I think next month is going to be a, a box. Like I said, I, I picked up some boxes of Modern Horizons, so we may give away one of those. Uh, we may give away some other stuff. I'm not sure yet. So, give away a running six. Yeah. So give us a follow on YouTube. Give us a follow on Twitch, um, and that's how you're are, you're entered to win um, into our giveaways each week. So, or excuse me, each month. Or uh, by donating to our Patreon. Also, that's another one. Yep. Subscribing to our Twitch. Always. Yep. Subscribe. You can do that for free with Amazon Prime. I, I tell people that every every time I play Magic, I'm like, just subscribe for free if you got Amazon Prime. I do. All right, you guys, we will see you next week. Uh, Thank you for listening on SoundCloud, and I appreciate you guys that are uh, watching on YouTube in the future. And we will see you all later. Have a good. Peace out. Bye-bye.